Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Banaroone. I'm your host, Banaroone. I, ho- <laughs> I thought... I thought I got it all out of my system last week. I did. Evidently, I didn't. I, I, I've been seeing it like garlic bread, like, you know, Peter Kay's garlic bread. Barney-Rooney? It, it's Barney and Rooney together. It's Barney-Rooney. Right, it's a new, new chapter, new new episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. Talking about last week, I, you know, for all of that follow beans, Dino Bean that I was talking to you about, I forgot to mention another bean at Hot Water Comedy Club, and that was Mr. Bean. I got a message off of somebody. It was like a stag do type thing. And I, I don't mean any disrespect to the guy who sent the message. He's obviously trying to just do something nice for his friend, okay? But it was he, the, the message was like, um, Hi, really looking forward to seeing you in Liverpool. Uh, we've got a mate who looks like Mr. Bean, so we've dressed him up as Mr. Bean for the stag do. It would be great if you could take the piss out of him at the front row. And it's like, ah, you know, like there's lots of comedians who do that, but I'm not I'm not one of them. And I felt really like, so I didn't reply. You know, you, you had the option to say accept or to, so I didn't accept it on Instagram. So it looked like I'd never read it, which I mean, chances are he's not listening to this. But, you know, if, if you find out, then I'm sorry. OK, but that's not what we do. That's not what I do. I've got stuff planned out. I've got me me routines I like to go and get them in shape. I'm all I'm all right for. I'm not one of those take the piss out of somebody. That's that's one of the things that you got. Like so many, you still get it now. You go, hey, we're coming to see you tonight. Hey, you're not going to heckle us, are you? You go, well, no, it's impossible for a comedian to heckle the audience. Do you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. At the front, you're going to take the piss out of us. You go, no, that's just that's. It's fine to have that. I always use the analogy of music. You know, I think a lot of people, when they go to a comedy night, they've got this idea of what a comedy night is. They've got their own idea. It's either audience interaction or it's, uh, you know, some people would still fucking want mother-in-law jokes, racist jokes. Yeah, that that's just like some extreme crude examples. But what what tends to happen is, not too often, I'm not saying that the guy who sent the message is this as well, because I'll tell you the full story there, but I usually find that when some an audience member hasn't enjoyed the show, 
and they say that they didn't like the comedian. It nine out of ten times, it's usually because that comedian was a storyteller or was a bit whimsical or I don't know, played a guitar. And it means that like they didn't that comedian didn't match up to what the audience member thought a comedian was. Because there's just for some people there's just one type of comedy and it's theirs. And I always try to go back to a music analogy. Nobody would ever go, I'm going to a music night. You'd say, I'm going to a rock night or a jazz night or an R&B or a hip-hop or a grime. And if you went and suddenly it's like a girl band, a girl band, like a pop band. If it, And suddenly it's a pop music, but you've went expecting some of the old Dr. Dre. They go, oh, this music, shit. You go, it's not. You've just, you've classified it wrong. And I think that's what that guy thought of me. He thought that I was a type of comedian who... So I showed Phil Chapman, who was emceeing that night. He was the host. And I was like, hey, by the way, just so you know, I'm sorry, but I've, I got this message last night. And he went, oh, don't worry. I got the same message. He's messaged everybody on the bill. And I went, oh, great. That, <laughs> that makes us feel a bit better, knowing that he didn't just message me. He's just done a blanket message, everybody on the bill and found the Instagram. And and, and I was like, so is he sat at the front? They went, no, 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 they don't. When the staff know that there's a stag do, nine out of 10 times there's going to be bother. Turns out there wasn't. There was the most tame stag do I've ever seen, bless them. I've actually felt a bit bad for them. And <laughs> But they said that the, when there's a stag do, they always get sat at the back of the room. So by the time I go on, I've, I think I was going on last in this particular show, and <laughs> I went and the stag do, I just sat at the park, <laughs> and it was the saddest stag do that you ever did see, and there was just a bloke, and he was just in a brown suit, he didn't, he looked fuck all like Mr. Bean, I'll, he did, but he just, he had his hair slicked back, I think he had like a little spot drawn on, and a brown suit, he looked, fu- I look more like Mr. Bean. Than he did, and it was, he was the saddest Mister Bean that you ever did see. So if you're hearing this, Mister Bean, know that your friends that they tried, but I wasn't about to. What do you go? What do you? Are oh, you dressed as Mister Bean? Are you right? Aye. You, you, did, hey, I hope you're not driving that. You out on the drink tonight? Are you? I hope you're not driving that three wheeler, trying to get the the what? No, well, actually, he didn't drive the three wheeler, did he? It was always a three wheeler that 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 was the butt of the joke. Was it or not? I'm going to have to go back and watch some Mr. Bean. No, Mr. Bean drove a Mini, didn't he? I'm sure. And then, could you imagine this on stage? <laughs> this is why I don't fucking go into the crowd. I've got no knowledge of stuff that I've not thought about myself, you know? Like, that's why I hear, I could never ever do, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm this, right, well, I'll take the piss. Like, that. that that's not me. That doesn't mean that I, it makes us a less of a comedian. It's just I'm not that type of comedian. So I, I could imagine us on stage just, so uh, you, Mr. Bean, eh? you just, uh, did, you've been on many adventures? Nah, more the animated series, wasn't it? With, uh, with, with the cartoons and, uh, boo, get off. So sorry, Mr. Bean. I hope you, hope you have a good time marrying Mrs. Bean or whatever. But yeah, uh, that's, this, this is an example why I didn't interact with you on the night. All right. Tell you who would have had a bit of fun with you. A bad rude, eh? <laughs> oh, it's a good day of the day. It is. Sophie's at work, which is nice. You know, Sophie, she, she goes to the office on a Wednesday now, so I'm recording this on a Wednesday. It's the first time I ever get a chance to do any any bit of work. So I, if you hear you hear this on a Tuesday, if, you, if you're a keen listener, I record it the Wednesday, and then I'll edit it tomorrow on the Thursday, 
and then I'll make any trailers or public social media posts on the Friday because Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is when I don't have Lily. And then I'm, and then I'm usually away gigging and working and then Monday, Tuesdays are write-offs because that's me full-on days with Lily. So that's, that's my schedule, but yeah, it's nice. It's nice having the house to myself, you know. You know, I haven't had the house to myself since before lockdown as well. Think of that. So for four years, like my whole, the whole, like my whole life got changed during lockdown because it was when Sophie started working from home. So I suddenly went from having all of this time to myself. Do you know, I used to have the life of Riley, thinking back. I would get up when I wanted to, which was usually about 11 o'clock, prick about in bed. You know, I wouldn't probably get up and get sorted till about 12 couple of games of FIFA with a podcast, a cup of coffee, maybe a bacon sandwich, and just really ease into the day. Like, I remember walking to the gym, going past primary schools, when the kids were picking, where the kids were getting picked up by them. So I'm talking like three o'clock in the afternoon, my day is just beginning by going to the gym. And then I would go out, swim, 80 lengths, a big sauna, a big steam, a big jacuzzi, back when you could have a jacuzzi, as if I'm even saying that. If you're a member of Nuffield, you know, it's not just the Gosforth one. It's not the, the, the Long Benton one, sorry. It's not just the Long Benton one. It's, a, it's nationwide. I can tell you firsthand because I go to the Norwich one a bit. I go to the Liverpool one. It's, all, it's nationwide. These have all fucking turned the jacuzzis off. And they are, they are not coming back. I'll tell you that now. I know it's cost of living and all that. And it's to keep the... So I'm not saying it's not. But I don't think they're coming back. I really don't. I think we've we've had our last jacuzzi. The woe is me, eh? Again, a white a white man complaining that he can't get his daily jacuzzis. <laughs> a white middle class man going, hey, what's the deal with all these jacuzzis? <laughs> Fucking pissing off. <laughs> and they ain't coming back to my hometown. Turn anything into a Bruce Springsteen song. I, you know, I love, I love uh, chips. Don't, don't worry. I haven't forgotten about what I'm talking about. We're going off on a tangent already. I, I was talking about what my day is like. It's fine. Right? I, I, I keep it all in my head. Don't worry. What was I going on about? If I'm at a pub, if I'm getting like burger and chips, I, I expect the chips to be skinny fries. So that's what, the, so my chips are skinny fries. I'll seldom will I ever go for a, a, a thick chip in a pub because I've been burned far too many times when they didn't cook it right. It's like, it's fucking rock hard in the middle, like Domino's wedges. Uh, what uh, Nine out of ten times, I never ever get it right. Like, nine times, uh, nine out of ten times in a pub, just fucking rock hard. Oh, it looks all nice and golden, then you bite into it, just like gnawing through a raw potato. So forget it. Skinny fries all the way. So And my dad used to call chips uh, jockeys. It's like a Cockney Rhymer Slam, but he's, I guess it's Geordie because he's from Newcastle. Jockey's Whips, Chips. I would call Skinny Fries, Jock Whippulas, and then Fat Chips would be Count Jockulas. You say it out loud, phonetically it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Count Jockulas are your big lads. And uh, Jock Whippulas, is it? A whip Jockula? I forget, I forget. And it doesn't matter. What the fuck am I talking about? Jock, jock whip yellers. Oh yes. So, so basically, I, I call chips jockeys. And one time, I was I was listening to "Dancing in the Dark" by Bruce Springsteen, 
And as I went down to pick up some nice thin McCain chips, the big bag of frozen chips, I just went, you know, in the do-do-do-do-do, I just went, getting some jockeys, getting some jockeys in the shop, jockeying some whip-whips, even the counting joculars, you can't stop the jockeys. So what was the point of that? Oh, yeah, I can turn anything into a Bruce Springsteen song. So the the jacuzzis are going, boy, and they ain't coming back to my hometown. So then I would go, and then after the swim, I would go. See, I told you we'll go back on track. And then after the swim, a lot of these, a lot of the reviews have said it's like the musings of a madman. It, uh, you know, the, the reviews of this podcast, the musings of a madman, the ramblings of a madman. The uh, it, it's like Carl is about to have a breakdown at any given opportunity, and then they're all followed by five stars. It's like, is this Manuel five stars? <laughs> That's not Manuel, the waiter from Faulty Towers. Is this man like, um, is he a well man? Five stars. Uh, you know what? I, 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 this is the first time where I kind of see it there, where I'm just going from here, there, and everywhere. But yeah, so I would go to the gym, uh, swim, uh, jacuzzi, and then coming back. And then I would go upstairs and I would do like a big 5K run, a load of weights, because, you know, I had, Sophie wasn't back. She was a teacher. So, you know, show me a teacher who's not fucking overworked. So she wouldn't get back till sometimes about five, half five. It was fucking great, honestly. I had the. <laughs> I mean, I love her and everything, but it was great having all that time come back and I would go pick up the stuff, whatever we're doing for dinner, I would get all the stuff and then as a little side treat, a little side hustle, I would go and get four goujons from Asda and sit in the cafe a bit, even though you're not meant to, even though the sign says only food bought in the cafe you're allowed to consume. I think that's just for the school kids. There was many a times I sat there with four goujons, a bit of garlic dip, podcast on, I, I wasn't harming anybody. But do you ever have the whole the whole argument in your head where somebody comes over and they go, excuse me, you're not allowed to eat the goujons. And you go, but I purchased them in Asda. And they go, yeah, but you didn't buy them from the Asda cafe, did you? You go, yeah, but it's all Asda, innit? And meanwhile, as I'm having this conversation, I'm just eating the goujons. And he's going, hey, you're not allowed to do that. And I go, right, get the manager. And then by the time we get the manager, and the hey, but I bought it in Asda. No, it's Asda cafe. And then you go, it's mad. I've had this whole scenario in my head, like for years. Every time I'm sitting having the goujons, this is this is what goes on in me here. And then the manager comes over and she goes, "Well, we'll get the police involved. We'll get the police involved." And I go, "Right, okay, no." And I go, "Well, you know, if you want to get the police or security by the time they get here, I will have finished all four goujons. So fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll hold my hands up. I'm a fucking nutter. And then come back, you know, uh, and, and I was a, you know, I'm still a good husband. I still do this. Sophie's bath was run. So it's, it's you there, have a glass of wine, go in the bath, sort yourself out. I've made dinner, would sit and watch a couple of episodes of whatever. And then Sophie would go, I'm too tired. I'm going to bed. She'd go to bed about half, she'd go to bed about half nine. So then I had half nine all the way through till about two in the morning. That's when I'd probably get um, six bottles. I'd probably get myself a little second dinner, like a little, throw a little frozen pizza in the oven or something like that. Get a packet of crisps maybe some jock whipulas jocktaculas who knows and then and then play on fifa with a podcast and and then just start the whole day all and that would be like a monday night and then that would be just and then on a weekend i'd go away and do comedy clubs see all me all me mates see all me comedian mates fucking take the piss out of mr bean get steaming again and come home and, and rinse and repeat god i had it mate i really did what whatever happened to that <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I I got to have that life up until I was about 31 or 32. I'm, I'm 36 now. And, you know, you look back and you go, yes, it was good, but it's not very productive, is it? Like, you know, you, you, you look back and you think all that time you were just fucking messing about on FIFA or, you know, whatever. It's fine to have a bit of time to yourself. I think I've, I've, today I've allowed myself half an hour to myself because that's, that's what happens. Once you're married and once you've got a kid, you you almost become quite institutionalised, don't you? You don't really know. You get all this free time and you don't know what to do with it. You know, if the house is clean, the dishwasher's done and the washing's done and, you know, and you've hoovered and you're going, right, what, what is it, you know? And I always want praise. If I've done any housework as well, I always want... I was one. I mean, I give me PlayStation to the the neighbor's kid. He he was saving up to get a PlayStation, and I was like, "Well, I've got a, a PlayStation Four, so you might as well have it." Because since Lily's been born, I haven't played on it once. So that the me FIFA days are over. So that and you know, it, it's good to know that, and it's good to accept that. Now I, I I like the fact that I got a lot of joy by giving it to Joey's call. I give I give the PlayStation to Joe. And that PlayStation 4 was actually a gift from Ramsey way back when. I remember, what, 2012, 2013, when they came out. He'd, he'd done something with, with PlayStation, and, and they'd give him, like, three. So I think I got one, and the tour manager got one, too, and we all got... It was end-of-year tour presents, and we got a PlayStation 4. So, you know, you go... It never cost us to receive it, so why bother trying to sell it? If I know it's going to make uh, Joe happy, then, then give it to him. So, And I'm, I'm at peace with that. I know that I had a great time. But if you're still doing that five years on, it's a bit fucking sad, isn't it? It's a bit pathetic. So onwards and upwards. Who am I kidding? I miss I miss it all. I miss when Sophie would be at work five days a week, not just fucking one. Can everyone just go back to the office, please? I'm sick of you being in the fucking house. <laughs> I can't get a moment to myself. Oh, Sophie had a little... Uh escapade in Asda, a little adventure of Mr. Bean in Asda as well. She got ID, she's 34, she was buying some wine, and she was buying some nappies for Lily as well, because she's just regressing. Like, I thought she was toilet trained, but now it's like she's trying to win a competition to see all of the places she can have a piss, except the toilet. And I so she was buying nappies, and, and she said, I know which guy it is as well, and he came over and he was like, do you have ID? I wasn't there, but she told us, she went, I'm 34. Can we just take it as a given? I'm buying wine and nappies. Can you just, like... And Sophie said, telling me the story, going, like, can you just fuck off? But, like, obviously... She... And she got let off. The guy just went, aye, fair enough. That would never happen to me. Good on her. I am such a baby, though, still. 36 years old. I think I'm just starting to live, like, somewhat of an adult now. Even though I'm still a big baby in other ways. Like, I still hate buying new clothes. I can't stand buying new clothes. Because when, when I was young... When I was young and a bit skinnier, I don't recall it being as hard. If I wanted a pair of chinos, I knew I, I would go to H&M. If I went to H&M now, I think they'd just fucking laugh at us now. I'm a next guy. I'm a next, but I know Marks and Spencers is just looking over my shoulder. Just going, hey, any, any minute now, pal. Any minute now. Get your ass in here. If I went into H&M now, they'd fucking piss themselves laughing. They would just take one look at us and go, we don't do anything for your shape here, sir. <laughs> we don't take kindly to your shape in here, sir. Yeah. We, perhaps you want to go to next, or maybe big and tall. They, 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 they cater for the top-heavy variety, don't they, sir? I fluctuate between a 36 or a 38. Who am I kidding? I'm a 38. I'm a 38 now. But I've got big coughs, because I still do... Stuff. I still do exercise. 
you know. So my calves could, so I'll, I'll have to buy 36 inch waist because the, the it fits the calves, if that makes sense. And then I just have to tighten the, the belt. It's a right piss on, you know. Anytime I need to buy a new pair of trousers, I've got to buy the 38, the 36, the regular, the short, and the long. So to, to hopefully come out with one pair of trousers, I've got to find, I've got to try on five different versions of the same trousers. So th- then when you go shopping for a whole new wardrobe, right, you go shopping for three pairs of trousers, that means I need to try 15 pairs of trousers. And I don't think any you try and get in somewhere with more than eight, they go, hey, no, hey, no, you can't, you can't do that. It's eight, it's eight, it's to prevent theft. Well, I'm pretty sure I'd, if I wanted to steal, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking go to the effort of try. What am I going to do? Come out wearing fucking fifteen pairs of pants like Joey on Friends. Just you know, you know what? Station officer Jean, security guard Clive. <coughs> Fuck's sake! <coughs> oh, oh, I Jean, I Jean, one too many Clives there. Did you hear that? The Clive. That's going to have to stay in as well. I'm sorry, so that makes sense. Oh, do you know when you just, the back of your throat, just that's what you get. That's what you get for bringing out Gene and Clive, Carl. That's, uh, you know, when I was 31, 32, I could knock out Gene and Clive all the time. But now now you try and do a Gene and Clive without warming up. And there you go. You've, you've fucked your voice box. <laughs> and then if you want to try T-shirts on as well. So, so you know, to, to come away with like five items of clothes, I'd normally have to try on, what's that? Like, 125 items of clothes because you know with a t-shirt i don't know if i honestly don't know sometimes i'm going to be medium large or extra large and then it's regular fit or long fit uh long fit or all you know the long t-shirts now that's great the i i think it's every man's duty who's over say i don't know maybe he's 13 stone if you're over that get your long fit and shit nobody wants to see all of that shite. And I'm saying this, I'm speaking about my own body here. Nobody needs to see all of that horrible shite hanging out the side of your, your hips. You know what I mean? All that, all that fucking stuff you can just, I'm grabbing mine now. All me back fat. I can't stand it when I'm sat somewhere. And there's somebody else sat down and they're on a stool. And they lean forward. And the bottom of their t-shirt is like halfway up the back. And you can just, just people with the fucking back out all the time. Go put your fucking back away, will you? You horrible twat. What was I talking about? Ah, yes. I hate trying clothes. (laughs) One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Got a couple of questions here from a guy called Nick. 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 Nickelodeon. I used to love Nickelodeon when I was a kid. We'll get back to the questions, don't worry. Uh, if you've got a question, call Hutchinson Podcast at gmail.com. I love Nickelodeon. Do you know what was mad about Nickelodeon? The Remember Doug? Remember the Where did he live there? Doug Funny. He lived in uh, Bluffington, wasn't it? I want to say Bluffington. It was great. I love Doug. But there was a simultaneously there was a Doug on Nickelodeon, and then there was a, another Doug on Disney, and it was the same Doug. Was the Doug on Disney when he was like a bit older, and he'd went to like a different school or something? I said, that might have been it. But I always found up my, I, I was I was a Nickelodeon loyalist. I wouldn't watch the Disney Doug. I didn't have the right feel for me. I was more of a Nickelodeon guy. Love the Nickelodeon schedule. I could watch that from morning. I watched Channel Twenty Three, the cable. From morning till till night. Because it was Nickelodeon by day and then by night it was the Paramount Comedy Channel. That was that's a mad thought, isn't it? Like I, and then the Paramount Comedy Channel would eventually become Comedy Central. That's a weird thought. That like I I was I was brought up in a time when Comedy Central wasn't even on all of the day. It was like, oh no, you had to wait till seven o'clock. Let's see if I can do it. Let's see. So so Nickelodeon, you'd get Say if it was a, a weekend schedule, you had a bit of, bit of Rugrats to start your day, wouldn't you? A bit of Rugrats. Ah, Real Monsters was on. Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete would kind of get you from the morning to the afternoon. It was good, a good, solid bit of programming, that was. Artie, the strongest man in the world. Wishbone. Ah, Wishbone doesn't get a lot of love, does it? And then, you know, once you're in your, your afternoon, you've got your mainstays, haven't you? You've got your Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Clarissa explains it all. Renford rejects. They were great. Sister, sister, Keen and Kel, Moesha, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Bang! Straight into the Paramount Comedy Channel. What we got there? I, I'm, it was like Cheers and Sybil. I'm pretty sure were like the early on. Nah, maybe Cheers was a bit later. Sybil was definitely the first one. Mad About You, Caroline in the City, you know, your Cheers, your Frasier, the Kenny Everett Show. What a channel, man. What a channel. So we've got a question from Nick. <laughs> I told you I'd remember. I told you I'd remember. Hi, Carl. Big fan of the podcast. Thank you very much, Nick. Cheers. I've been watching some of your clips on YouTube, and I've really enjoyed the story of you shitting in a bin bag. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, he goes on to say that he, he's had to he's had to do that a couple of times when he's been on, on the site. Working on the site from morning till night. That's living all right. You've, yeah, you get caught out. He says uh, some people don't let you use use the toilets if you're working in people's homes, and I've had to do a few bin bags so I can relate. Thank you. I was wondering if you could go into any more detail about the bin bag story. <laughs> Big fan of the podcast, and, and he's asked another question here as well. So we'll, um, I'll, I'll I'll ask that. I'll answer that one first. So a bit more detail. I was. If, if those who don't know, it's just I, I think I've got a bit. I've it's probably went undiagnosed, but I've probably got a little bit of IBS. I think in that 
when I spoke to other people about this, 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 half the people said it was normal, half the people said it's not. But the people who said it was normal have also said they've got IBS. So maybe. I used to wake up and I would probably like, you know, you walk around for half an hour once you're up and then you need like, you need to go to the bathroom, but you can't just go, oh, I'll go go to the bathroom. It's like, no, like I must go now or there's going to be shite everywhere. It was like the shite wakes you up. So maybe it's my diet. Who knows? Maybe it's because I put chili and garlic in everything. Oh, did I tell you this once, right? I've said that to uh, Ramsey, Reese, and Paul. Uh, Reese and Paul are the uh, Ramsey's tour managers. And we were all staying in this big house in, I, I want to say it was Norwich. We did three nights. It was three nights in Norwich, so we got to have this this lovely big townhouse. It was a three-story thing. I, I had a great time. I, one night, uh, Ramsey was cooking. One night, I was cooking. One night, we ordered in. It was all beers and that. After the, It was fantastic. It was the four. We we'll all get on really well. Reese and Paul are, are two fucking fantastic, lovely, brilliant people. And um, I was like, right, I'll make we're all turkey burgers and sweet potato fries and, and homemade guacamole. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is really, this is really nice, Carl. And then, you know, we got talking about how the, you know, I imagine you'll be, uh, you might hear us in the morning because, you know, the it's when I was doing the bin bag story on stage. So I was like, oh, yeah, Carl, are you going to be up, you know, first thing, going to the bathroom? I was like, yeah, probably like, and <laughs> it must be the ch- chili, garlic and ginger. I don't think I told them that I'd kind of put a little bit of that in all of the turkey burgers and the guacamole. <laughs> so I got woken up at about eight in the morning. I'm on the, I'm on. I think I was on the ground floor. I'm I'm in the ground floor bedroom, and then Ramsey's above me, and then Richard and Paul were like on the on the top floor or whatever, and. Basically, at eight in the morning, I could just hear all three of them running, <laughs> running around the house, trying to find the toilet. <laughs> it's like, oh, the main toilet's not quick. All, th- all three of them getting up for the horrible morning shit. <laughs> what the fuck are you putting in these burgers, Carl? <laughs> like, I, I finally understand. I finally understand why you've got to run for a shade. Stop putting chilli and garlic and ginger and everything. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, they were running. They were... <laughs> they were running all over the place. <laughs> it was like the opening scene in Home Alone. You know when... <laughs> you know when they've slept in? They're all getting ready. It's that. <laughs> But they're all gonna shit themselves. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't thought about that for ages. Oh, fantastic! Hey, well done, me. Honestly. <laughs> so yeah, so that would be me day. I would get up, and it, it, it's when I used to. Before we had the house, before me and Sophie lived together, I was just living at Sophie's mom's house in uh, Wendy's in in Gosforth. Because I'd just moved back from Manchester. All my mates did a great one. All my mates from school, they all lived together for like four years. And I came up and again, I came up and six months later, everybody's, you know, disbanding. 
I think it's because they at that point they'd all they all lived in Heaton, and they'd lived together for like four years, and I think they were just sick of living with blokes. You know, there was six of them all, and then I replaced Aaron moved out, and I replaced him. It was a horrible house, like Jesus, thinking back. And yeah, but six months, like that's it. Everyone's gone. I was like, right, God, okay. So it was weird. I was like, I've just moved back from Manchester, standing on my own two feet. I've lived together. I've lived by myself for like five years on my own in that. Well, Ramsey and then Ollie. And then that's what Nick's second question is getting onto as well. He wants to know about other housemates. But we'll pause there. What I'm saying is I, it was like I was 25, 26, and I'd moved back to Newcastle. And before I knew it, I was moving six months. I, I lived back with my mom and dad in the small room because I, I kind of got caught out, you know. And then, you know, it, it, it didn't really matter because I was spending all that time at, at Sophie's as well uh, before we eventually moved, moved in together and all that. But I would get up in Sophie's mom's house and Sophie would be going to, she'd be going to work in one of the schools. And I'd walk her down to her school and then Sophie would just give us a key and I'd go back to bed and I'd, I'd just kind of like, you know, hang about in Wendy's, do the dishes or whatever, try and make myself useful, go to the gym, come back. And then that was, and then on a weekend, it didn't matter because I was going away somewhere else for um, for work. So yeah, for six months, I kind of like, oh, I, homeless is definitely not the expression, but I didn't have, I didn't have a solid place that I was calling me own. I was kind of squatting back with my dad's and squatting at Sophie's and then hotels on the weekend. But I would walk Sophie down Great North Road, take her to uh, drop her off, to drop her off at school. Fucking hell, Carl. You sound like a fucking... <laughs> I'd, I'd drop her off at her work, which was a school. And then this is a bottom of Great North Road. And Asda was at the top. Like, Sophie's mom's house, Wendy's, is beyond Asda. It, by the time I've dropped Sophie off at school, let's just keep saying that. Like I, I was about to shit myself. Like I read, like it was the, it was just what call it early IBS. I don't know. I was, or maybe it's just too much chili, garlic, and gin. And I was like, and it was just a race against time to try and get to Asda. And I remember I just, it was on a bin day they would all put the wheelie bins out on Great North Road. And I remember like so gingerly just walking, just going right, call, just get yourself to. Get yourself to four wheelie bins and then you can have a rest. And I would just like make it to four. And then, so yeah, by the time I got to Asda, it was just, uh, what's the diplomatic way of putting it? Kablamo. It was Kablamo time in Asda. <laughs> and then, you know, and then that I, I kind of forgot about all of that because obviously, you know, when you, when you just have a house with a toilet, you just go when you need to go. And then when we're both the house that we're in now, we had to get everything done and the bathroom was the first thing we were getting done. So again, I would wake up and it was a race against time. I would just have to like leg it to Asda because there were people in the bathroom. It was getting, you can't just go in there. Oh, hello lads, how are you doing? You all right? You, uh, don't mind me. A flower. So I just had to get up and just, just leg it to Asda. And, but one time it was like, maybe I just put too much chili, garlic and ginger and something. I had like a Thai curry and I was like, right, Asda's not happening. So I just had to go in my own garage and I just had to get a bin bag, and I just had to, uh, just had to go for it. And I think it was my manager at the time, Richard, rang us up, and he was like, "Oh, hi, Carl, how are you doing?" And I went, uh, "Not great, mate. No, I've just, I've just shot in a bin bag." And he couldn't believe his luck. That that was right up his street. And he said, "I hope you're telling that on stage." I was like, "What? Nobody, nobody wants to hear that. That's disgusting." He was like, "No, Carl, no, honestly, tell it. See, tell the story. See what happens." And uh, yeah. See what happens to this day. Five years on, people are still asking about it. So it 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 
you know, it, it struck a chord with some people. So cheers for that, Nick. <laughs> and Nick's also said, Nickelodeon's also said, Carl, uh, the, the way Ramsey describes you as a housemate, it, oh, all right, okay, yeah, so this is the, the, the mackerel thing again, he says. And, and then, I was so sad to hear that other people couldn't live with you. Are you exaggerating that? Or are, are you still friends with anybody that you've lived with other than Chris? <laughs> well, yes, me mom and dad, Sophie, um, and me mate, Ollie, as well. And the six lads I went to school with, I, yeah, I moved in with them for six months and they all decided to move out. So read into that what you will. But I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm still friends with all them. Yes. And then Ollie in Manchester. But I was a right twat to Ollie as well. Like, Jesus. Not more of a stoner, like, because he was a stoner as well. So the weed thing didn't affect the relationship or anything like that. But I was such a lazy shit, man. Like, stuff would go wrong with the house all the time. Like, I think I told you we had rats once. So. Me and Ollie like said, oh, we'll deal with the, the rat guys coming tomorrow. So, you know, you got to talk to the rat guy and he's coming with the landlord. And I, I remember one time I heard I heard the dog go and me and him just played a game of chicken of like lying in bed to see who would who would get up and answer. Then I heard him go downstairs, just go, for fuck's sake. And he's and like, I'll let Ollie spend the whole two hours with the rat man and with the landlord. And I just didn't bother me arse. I think I needed a wee and I got up, I think I pissed in a glass because I just didn't want to leave me room and I didn't want to have to deal with just speaking to somebody and like just, that. Like I think if I was being lazy, I'd call it social anxiety, but I'm not, there's people who actually suffer that and that would be an insult to people who actually have social anxiety. I was just being a right lazy fucking twat looking back. So the, the fact that I'm still mates with them after I used to pull stuff like that, I would do things like... Uh, Almost not deliberately, but just, like, I just didn't care enough. Like, I would do... I'd make some food, and then I'd have, like, a load of dirty dishes, and I would just leave them. I think at one time, the <laughs> one time I, f- I filled the sink, let them soak. I don't do that anymore, by the way. I filled the sink, let them soak, and then it was time for us to go get me train. And I remember seeing the dishes, I was like, ah, I'll be fine, like Ollie Ilsa. And he's like, yeah, you just fucking leave dishes. You don't leave dishes, and then fuck off for the whole weekend. So I've got to do this. Like, what, you're going to do them when you're back, when the water's freezing cold? He's like, you fucking arsehole. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Sorry, mate. But I, I knew I knew we'd be all right. So, so yeah. So I guess even then, what was I then? Like 23, 24. I think I had a lot of grown-up to do, a lot of empathy to, to feel for, you know, just to realise that I was a house guest, that I was a housemate, and it wasn't my home. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, for what it's worth, I'm not like that anymore. So thanks for that, Nick. So if you've got a question, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and all all those days are gone now of me just pleasing myself. You know, you, you, there's there's a lot more important things to be worrying about now. Lily's uh, two and a half, just, I'm just loving it. We're, we're doing half term. It's it's half, we're doing. Yeah, we're going to, I'm going to do the half term. I'm going to do the half term. No, we're in half term and... She, you know, she got up on Monday and she just said to Sophie, uh, she just said to her mom, she went, where we're going today? And I was like, oh, wow, she knows that she goes somewhere. Because it's like the usual routine is art class Monday. Tuesday is soft play. Wednesday is grand. Thursday, Friday is nursery. Saturday, I think she goes to, I think Saturday is a day off and then Sunday is football. So she's got an activity nearly every day. But the fact that she said like where we're going today was lush, man. So I took her, took her to the Hancock Museum one day. And that's great. And she loved it. She loved the dinosaurs. She loved the elephants. And went and had a scone at the cafe. 
and we read uh, The Tiger Who Come to Tea. I didn't have the book, but I could just do it from fucking memory. So I just sat there and pretended to read the book, and I was like, Excuse me, but I'm rather hungry. Could I please have some tea? And the tiger didn't just take one, and I'm doing it and pretend to read the book. It's just been mint. And then we took a trampoline the other day, but... Uh, Got a bit of bad news during the trampoline session, which, so, you know, if there's anything worse than, like, being a bit sad when you're bouncing up and down with you and your daughter. (laughs) Um, We've been trying to buy this house, right? And again, first world problems, there's no jacuzzis anymore, you know, so it's all relative, it's just a bit of bad news. Uh, But the house that we're trying to sell, the bin bag one um, and all that, the survey has come back saying that there's some structural work and and it's gonna we're gonna have to get the work done so it's like you know saying there's a problem with some stuff because <clears throat> it's an old house it's like it, it doesn't have the 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 old regulations and uh, nobody's willing to sign off on it until it does so it's a right pain in the ass and we're, we're gonna have to get some work done at the house before we can actually sell it now because I, I tried to negotiate and i tried to say look i'll i'll take off whatever you need us to take off for the house so that we can we can buy the, this this one that we've fell in love with that we've been trying to get for the last couple of months, but then she wouldn't even negotiate. She wouldn't even. She was put off by the the work, which I guess is what if you're trying to sell a house or buy a house, it's it's what surveys do, don't they? They, they make stuff out to be worse than the they are, or the most extreme example of of what they are in because the pain for themselves. They know that most people are just trying to get money off the house i wish she was but no she got put off so yeah it's one of those things where you just don't you don't always get what you want straight away and uh if it's worth it it's worth fighting for and all that so just trying to you know uh, d- deal with it maturely I-, I think doing this job and again you know to 99 percent of the people who are listening to this you'll go call that's not a fucking real problem you're healthy you know, you've got Lily. You've 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 got a, a good job. You you're doing all right. So it's it's having that perspective. You know, it's 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 realizing that. I think I don't know. I think being a bit older, you just kind of go, okay, no worries. Well, it wasn't supposed to happen now. I think that's what I said when I was on the train once as well. You know, I missed a, an audition for Live at the Apollo. <laughs> that was a fucking sickening day, wasn't it? Yeah, I missed. A, I was I was going down to. To get the, I was I was going down to do like an audition. I think it was a top secret comedy club, and it, it's like really hard to get the the people who book it to come and watch you and all that. And with you know the management kind of moved heaven and earth to get us the audition. And yeah, oh you're on now, right? Great, fantastic. Got the train down. Something happened from Newcastle to to Peterborough. Uh, the audition was in London, but but the train didn't go any any forward from Peterborough. So the show was meant to be at six o'clock at night. And I got like a 10 o'clock train or something mad like that, just so I could be there plenty of time. But then it was like one o'clock. We're not going anywhere from Peterborough. And then one went to two, two to three. And then I think I made the call at, at half five that like, ah, this this wasn't meant to happen. So I think I got off, you know, told them that I wasn't able to make it. I, think I went and got myself a McDonald's to like cheer myself up, got some cans for the train journey back obviously a train journey but it was some it's like a tree it fell on the line or overhead power uh, failure just you go ah okay no worries that it wasn't meant to be that's all you can do all you know anytime you try and have more have control over things you've got no control over then uh you're fighting a losing battle so you might as well just get a mcdonald's get pissed and live to fight another day that's probably a good place to end it yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll leave it there. All right. Well, um, yeah, quite uh, philosophical, 
that. Nothing, nothing, nothing bad about that. Nothing. Mind you, I see all of that maturity, you know. I had, uh, there's always that devil on your shoulder just to like, you just want to reply. You want to reply to her, the person who dropped out. You want to apply to the estate agent. You want to apply to solicitors. You go, you can all just fuck off. You can, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that, but that's normal. I think when you're buying or selling a house, my father-in-law, Trevor, as he said, look, by the end of it, once you're in the house, you just, you, you, you fucking hate everybody. You hate the people you've bought it from. You hate the people you're selling to. You hate everybody who's dealt with it, the solicitors. You just, you, and so it's, apparently it's normal to, uh, want to scream and explode so i'm just keeping that to know that as, as long as you don't as long as you don't lose your temper then you're doing all right hope that makes sense that's a good place to leave it thank you all very very much for listening hope you have a lovely week and i'll see you again next week Bye,